Welcome to Real Sports USA. It's Hal McDougal Jr. Man, the feminists are mad at me. Um, there's a lot of bandwagon women national soccer fans all of a sudden, and it, it, it amazes me. You can tell that these people know nothing about soccer, and um, I've been having fun triggering them. Um, give an example. One of them said that if you take away Dunn, the women's soccer team could not win. And they were trying to make a racial statement, which is unfortunate that, you know, we had people like that. But, you know, that's Joe Biden's America. But it, it made me laugh because they don't realize that women like Lloyd and, and Morgan and a few of the others have been there for a long time um, since, you know, they were like in their early 20s, teenage, late teen years. And they've already won gold and, you know, FIFA World Cups uh, way before Dunn ever played on the team. But I've enjoyed just triggering these fake feminist um, women's soccer fans. It's It's been really so fun, but we're not going to get into that right now. So one thing I do want to talk about that drives me crazy with people, and it, it happens on both sides. It happens with the older folks, and, and it happens with the youth, is there is this debate on who's the greatest athlete in every sport. You know, they do this in baseball, they do this in basketball, they do this in football. It seems a little bit more common with the NFL and the NBA than anything, especially in this country. I don't know how it works outside of America. And kids 25 and under, they think the NBA basically started with LeBron James. Um, Anybody that's not named LeBron James should never be in the discussion for greatest player. Older fans just depends on what generation. Uh, you got the Wilt Chamberlain fans. You got the Bill Russell fans. You got the Larry Bird fans. Um, you got the Michael Jordan fans, and so on and so on. And of course, the Kobe fans. Um, for me personally, I didn't say the best. My favorite two players of all time in the NBA were Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant. Now, both sides are guilty of, of not accepting or, okay, let me rephrase that. The older generation has trouble accepting the changes of sports. Um, you know, basketball, when I was growing up, was really tough. Big men were big men. They played inside. They knocked you down. Um, you know, um, they didn't call hand check fouls on every freaking play. Um it was rough. It was almost like watching football. Um, actually, NBA in the 80s was probably rougher than most football in the NFL now. Can't even, football has just gotten so weak and cowardice, but still great athletes, just uh, soft. It is soft, soft, soft. And, you know, the NBA now is, you know, shoot from 28 feet out over and over and over. Uh, rinse, repeat, rinse and repeat. Uh, I, I know, um, I believe it was Houston Rockets a few years back when Harden was there. They took more threes than they did two-pointers. I believe I'm right about that. Um, it's just the game's changed. And, you know, young people don't know the history of the sport, you know, while the old people are guilty of not liking the changes and everything, young people, they, they think that just because a guy played in 1980, he couldn't play today. And the problem and the debate that I always make with that is a lot of players play in different eras. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar started, NBA was still probably predominantly white. By the time he ended his career, it has transformed into a predominantly African-American NBA and basically playing by the rough rules that I was talking about earlier. I mean, the guy played 19 seasons. 
Um, he probably played in three different eras if you really want to get more technical. LeBron James has played in different eras of basketball because he's been playing so long. Um, when he started, there was still a little bit of that old school 80s style that was still there, you know, mid 90s style. And he's, you know, continued to play in the um, Curry, Clay Thompson era where all you do is, you know, shoot 32 threes um, every game. So, when I always hear people say, oh, this player could play in this era, you, you probably don't know sports. L- look at other sports like baseball. I mean, Hank Aaron um, played in, you know, basically two different eras. Um, Babe Ruth started playing baseball in the dead ball era, um, where guys were leading the league with nine home runs. Um, and then he transformed, you know, the 1920s into the probably the peak of baseball popularity. Maybe maybe the 50s and 60s baseball was more popular, but he, he was basically the one that transformed it to that next level where everybody started hitting home runs. Um, him, Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, and so on and so on. So a lot of players play in different eras in all sports. Um, you look at football players, they play. I mean, Jerry Rice played in probably three different eras of football if you want to like really dig deep. Um, um, Tom Brady has. Um, Drew Brees has. And... Um, so on and so on. So this myth that players of the 70s and 80s and 90s couldn't play into today's game is some of the stupidest things I've ever heard. And, of course, guys today could play in the old era. I mean, are you telling you, are, are you serious that LeBron could not play in 1970? He would have been a different style of player because, you know, the, the rules were different um, and, and, and everything. So I think my point is I'm trying to make is you can enjoy sports and changes. I've, I've seen changes in sports like I was talking about in basketball. Um, do I like the newer NBA rules as much as I did the ones in the 80s? No. Um, I loved the toughness of the 1980s. I loved the bad boys in Detroit, even though I'm, um, I root for the Lakers. I enjoyed watching Larry Bird just get in people's face and taunt and trip people. Um, I, I loved seeing the videos of like Robert Parrish just lay out Bill Lambeer, and then that was basketball. You'd knock a guy out in 1986, they would just, you know, maybe throw you out of the game and then fine you a thousand dollars and you came back the next game and played. You, know. you trip, you trip a guy down, you, you're out for eight games for a suspension. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, there's there are things uh, the modern game that I do like, um, even though I miss. The days of Patrick Ewan, Hakeem Wajuan, um, David Robinson, um, le- a little bit later Shaq, you know, that, that toughness um, of, of the big men. There's something about watching these European guys that have come over here, you know, these seven-foot guys that just, you know, they, they shoot like a shooting guard, and it's it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's really changed the game. Um, I, I miss the tough defense. Um, it sucks watching guys lead the NBA with 2.1 steals. You know, like when 2.1 steals in 1987 would have been like 13th in the league. <laughs> um, I miss all that because you can't hand check, you can't touch a guy. Um, everything's a foul. But there's a lot of things I do like about the game. I like the faster pace. I like the um, the movement of it a lot better. Um, I like the spacing. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things about the game that is still fun to watch. And um, NBA is doing fine, by the way. If you look at NBA's profit, um, it, I would even argue it's maybe financially the best-growing sport in America right now. I know football is king, but, you know, football has kind of hit a stalemate, so to speak, and has kind of just stayed still for the last couple of years. But basketball, you know, because not only is the NBA doing really well in America, it's... 
it's kind of like our soccer. It, it does really well everywhere else. It's picking up in Europe all over. Um, you see more and more Asians. Um, I know there's going to be an African league soon. So, you know, basketball is, is really, really picking up. Uh, South Americans are picking up the game more and more. So it's, it's really cool to see uh, the game of basketball expand. So, I mean, even though I and you old people out there, yeah, sure, we like our era better. Um, we, we like the old days. But, you know. The money the NBA is making, the young fans that are popping up by the millions, uh, you know, the NBA um, apparently uh, knows exactly what it's doing. So, you know, the best thing to do is if you're an old school fan, just accept the change, you know. Um, look, look at football. Um, my favorite era of football was from about 1995 through about 05. And I want you to hear me out on this. Now, I missed. Now, I didn't miss, but... The era before that, like the 70s, of course, was the uh, Deacon Jones, Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Mel Blunt, you know, guys that would just, you know, clothesline you. Um, they would clothesline you and then kick you in your chest um, after they tackled or sacked you. You know, that's why they played in the 70s. But my favorite era of football was, I, I call it the peak of the running game. Because there was so much running game in, in the mid-90s to like mid-2000s. I, remember, I can recall guys having like 14 rushing yards and being like seventh in the league. I mean, there was years that Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders both had like 1,600 yards. Um, they're still great running backs today, don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean, um, Tom um, um, Derrick Henry is phenomenal. Um, but the league has become... A pass first league. Let's make no mistake about that. Sure, the Ravens kind of run that um, old college type option offense around um, Lamar, which I love, by the way, because um, it reminds me of the football I, uh, that I love the most. It, it's fun seeing um, a team actually control the clock the old school way instead of just throwing it downfield, you know, 58 times a game like Drew Brees made a career doing it. And nothing against Drew Brees. He's going to be a first-year ballot Hall of Famer. I think we all know that. I think we all agree on that. But I used to love just watching teams just grind it out. It took a lot more strategy, I think. Um, give an example of how the NFL, for maybe some of you young people who don't understand or just don't want to because maybe you're one of those young people I touched on earlier that hate anything that you didn't grow up with. Because like I said, you're just as guilty as old people who don't like change. You don't understand history and you don't respect history. Dan Marino in 1984 threw 5,000 yards. Okay, First player to do it. It wasn't until 01 or 02 that another football player did that. I want you to think about that. It took 17 years for someone else to pass for 5,000 yards. Now, here's what sucks about the change in football. 5,000-yard seasons almost take place every season now. Drew Brees has several of them. Peyton had a couple of them. Tom Brady has one, I believe, and then a bunch of mediocre to good quarterbacks, not even legendary quarterbacks like Breeze, Peyton, and Brady, and Marino. Quarterbacks like Stanford, Matt Ryan, they've done it because it is a passing league. Mediocre quarterbacks are thrown for 5,000 yards because they just don't hand the ball off to their halfback anymore. And it's, it's just it's killed the running game, um, and that is something that I miss. At the same time, I get it. We love watching the gunslingers. 
most people think about the most popular football players or well-known football players. Yeah, sure, there's some running backs in there. People talk about Barry Sanders. People talk about Walter Payton. But let's face it, who do we talk about? Joe Montana, Payton, Brady, Mahomes, Lamar. We love our quarterbacks. It is a passing league, and by the looks of things, it is never going to go back to the, the way that I enjoyed it. But again, I've learned to accept that. There's nothing wrong with change, um, you know, I miss watching running backs carry the ball 40 times a game. Um, now you're going to watch teams maybe hand it off 16 times a game. Um, you know, being a Broncos fan in the NFL, we had, see, I think the Broncos had, what, three different running backs that ran for 1,000 yards behind that great O-line that they had under Mike Shanahan. You're never going to see that again because Peyton stepped in. I mean, my God, they were handing the ball off 12 times a game sometimes because Peyton was going to, you know, throw the ball 58 times down the, you know, down the field. It's just the way it is, you know. Um, baseball's changed, you know. Um, when I was growing up, you know, a shortstop was five foot eight, and you recruited shortstops to play great defense because you needed that guy in the middle to uh, be able to cover a lot of field. Ozzie Smith, great example. Um, Omar Vizquel, a little bit later on, a great example. Shortstops look like freaking tight ends now. I mean, I, I watch baseball. I see six foot three, two hundred twenty five, two hundred thirty five pound shortstops. You know, who hit thirty five home runs a year. You know, I was unheard of. I mean, Cal Ripken was a little bit ahead of his time because he was six four, but every other shortstop basically was like five eight, five nine back in the day. It's a, it's a it's a changed sport. Um, there's no uh, people don't steal bases anymore in baseball. I. Uh, one of my favorite, well, my favorite American League team was the Oakland A's, and I loved Ricky Henderson. Loved, loved Ricky Henderson. Guy would steal, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, even still 130 bases in a season, right? You know, people leave the league now with like 35 stolen bases. It's, it's an offense. It's a power, hit and run offense now. Um, the days of strategy, lay down a bunt, move the runner over. Those days, a pitcher maybe still does that. Um, but um, the days of still in bases and all that, it is long, long gone. It's, 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 it's in the history books. Um, so, again, my whole point of this is I'm sick of older people, people my age and older than me, complaining about today's sports. Um, and I'm sick of young people not understanding, respecting what took place before you. Um, Look, I never saw Will Chamberlain play. Or if I did, I was too young to remember anything. I mean, Will Chamberlain was awesome. All you got to do is look at how many NBA records he still holds. Look at some of his stat lines. Um, even when he got older and the NBA started changing, the guy set a uh, single-season field goal percentage record, you know. Um, look at LeBron James. Um, he's, he's a phenomenal basketball player. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so sick of these older fans – that always want to compare him to Jordan. Here's the thing. To me, the debate always is who should be in the question of being the greatest. It, it's hard to debate because of the different eras. So to me, what I always do is instead, I always make like a top five list. I go, who, if you had to, if you had to say who was the greatest, who, who should be in there? LeBron, he's finally won me over, especially like the last three seasons. I, I think we need to stop pretending that he's, he's not in the top five. Um, 
I think Magic Johnson, I, I don't care what anybody says, Magic Johnson was the greatest team leader. Um, he made other players better. Um, Michael Jordan, obviously. I mean, if you don't say Jordan, then you just need to get the hell out. Um, um, he, he could play both ways. What was scary about Jordan was he was as great of a defender, probably actually a better defender than he was an offensive player. So many young fans don't realize that, how great of a defender he was. Um, Will Chamberlain. Um, I know that Bill Russell got all the titles, but come on, look at the stats. Look at the stats. Let's let's not care ourselves. Field goal percentage, better rebounder, way, way better scorer. World Chamberlain was one of the greatest players ever. And Kareem. Kareem did it for so long. I mean, he was still making all-stars at age 37, 38. Um, you know, the, the, guy, the guy was a very consistent and great basketball player. Um, overall, number one points. Um, he's top six in rebounds. And he's still to this day third in block shots, but that's very misleading because his first three or four seasons they didn't even keep block shots as a stat. So Kareem's probably missing anywhere from six to eight hundred career blocks, which would actually put him at number one all the time um, over Hakeem if he would have had those blocks, or pretty close to Hakeem's uh, block record. Um, so. To me, that's that's basically the top five. That's that's your um, that's then you can take those guys and we can debate all day long on who's the greatest basketball player. But that's my um, so-called um, top, um, the best of the best. But you know, you can appreciate sports now just because you're an old school sports fan, man. Um, I do. Sure, I like the old school way, but just get with it. Just just you know, don't. Don't hate because the games change, because they play a faster tempo. Don't hate because they call everything a foul. Yeah, it drives me crazy, but I'm also amazed at, you know, watching a seven-foot guy step out and, you know, drain, you know, four three-pointers in a row. I mean, you never saw Patrick uh, Ewan or Hakeem do that back in, you know, 86. So I think it's cool, you know. Um, um, watching Robert you know, Robert Parrish would have never went out and tried to guard a guy like Devin Booker back in the day. He would have been inside banging away against another center. I enjoy watching a guy like Anthony Davis that's 6'10", 6'11", with that giant wingspan guarding, you know, freaking guards, and he, and he does it very well. He keeps up with them, and, you know, then, then he'll, you know, run the ball clean to the other side of the court after he blocks a shot and then take a 15-foot jumper with ease, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. I, I, it's not my NBA, but it's, it's just the way sports are. Same thing with uh, football. I, I wish teams would run the ball. 45 times a game, but, you know, that's not going to happen unless you're the Ravens. Um, it's, it's, it is a passing league. It is, it is, it is a league of the QB, QB and the wide receivers. They, they, they are the kings of football and everybody else is just a pawn. Um, and like I said, you young people just don't, don't stop with the hate of, of players you've never seen, never read a book about, don't know, never seen a highlight reel. Um, just because your friends are as naive as you, you should be better. Learn the damn sport. Learn about the greats beforehand. Learn how they changed the game. When you brag about a guy like LeBron that plays multiple positions, Oscar Robinson was doing that 40 years before he even thought of it. Magic Johnson was doing it before he thought about doing it. There was always players that changed the game before your favorite player. And it happens in every sport. So learn the damn history and be respectful of the greats that played before the greats that you enjoy. I will defend Durant, LeBron, and Curry 
as much as I will defend Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird because a legend is a legend, and they're all great athletes, and they all do, they all deserve high praise. And I have nothing but respect for all of them. And I hope you young people can learn to do the same. So, anyways, let's stop with the nonsense of my error was better than your error. Or, no, my error is better than your. Error. Look, sports change. People have different opinions. We all gonna like what we like. But, you know, the NBA is doing just fine. The NFL is doing just fine. Baseball still making profit. It is what it is. Things change. You deal with it. It is what it is.